You want to stop the death scroll and get folks to pay attention to your podcast on social media? I chat with the host of one of the top rated podcast growth now movement and founder of podbrand.io, Justin Shank. He shares what catapulted his success, how to leverage your podcast and what types of videos to create to attract more attention towards your podcast. Let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, <laughs> who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey, guys, I love talking to other people in the podcasting industry. And Justin and I have connected a couple of times. Adore you, Justin. And you are, of course, the host of a top-rated show, Growth Now Movement, and is actually named one of the top eight podcasters to follow in Inc. Magazine and founder of Podbrand. And yeah, we have the same approach. You are super easygoing. So I'm super excited to have you on the show. Yeah, Lindsay, I'm excited to be here and have this conversation and uh, we'll keep the cursing for off the recordings. So, yes. so that's what we'll do. We'll just, we'll just hold off till after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll stockpile it. Uh, for those of you that are like, what? We were just talking about how like some people swear on the show and some people don't. Some people say, is it okay? And we were talking about how we swear like truckers in our own lives, but just not on air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very little secrets. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, how long have you had the podcast for uh, the Growth Now Movement? And what do you, what do you think really catapulted that success? Yeah. So I've been podcasting for six and a half years. Wow. Uh, if I'm maybe a little bit more than six and a half years yeah. now. And so to kind of put that in perspective, as people are listening to this, I used to tell people I had a podcast and their response would be, what's a podcast? Yeah, I know. And so now I tell people I have a podcast and they roll their eyes and they go, oh, you have one too, right? <laughs> like, cause so many, it's grown so much over the yeah. last six and a half years. Actually, it's funny. So I'm a, I'm an avid cigar smoker. Like I love a good cigar and the company that comes with it. With whiskey. And there's a local, there's a local lounge near me. And I went there one day and I usually go like Monday and a, you know, Monday afternoon. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting next to a guy who's probably 85. And he's just like, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I have a podcast. And he was like, I love podcasts. And I was like, this medium has grown so yeah. much over the last six and a half years. And I just love seeing it because I was fully expecting to explain to him, oh, oh well, totally. it's kind of like radio, but it's not, you know, I know now so it's deal. just amazing to see to see the growth. But I yeah. think for me, you know, it's funny when I when I first started to want like when I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. My idea behind it was I wanted to interview entrepreneurs pick their brain and try and become a better entrepreneur. Cause at that point I had three failed businesses and I was like, it's really a great tool for me to do that. And I was like, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, Oh, maybe some people will listen and maybe, you know, I can grow a brand. And, and yeah. but that wasn't really the main reason. And what ended up happening was six months before I launched the show, my mom lost a 20 year battle to opioids oh. and it completely changed my idea of life in general. Yeah. And so what ended, up, what ended up happening was I started to have these conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrities and all these other people about their rock bottom moments and about how they overcame them and how they found self-love in those moments. And really the first two years were about me trying to find self-love. So the questions yeah. were for me, right? And so I, I honestly can say, I think the true first good thing I did was 
I stayed true to who I was. I was vulnerable. I wasn't trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I was just really honest and open in my conversations. And I think at the time that really resonated with people. There's some other people that do it in the space. But back then, there's probably only one or two people doing it as authentically as me. Uh, and wow. I think that that's really why I had that early success. And then, of course, we can talk technical stuff, yeah. too, as far as like the branding and how I promoted it and, you know, how I got my guests to promote it. So all those things were important. But the number one thing was, yeah, everything really fell in line with my messaging, my the, you know, the purpose that I had behind it and the branding that I set it up with. And, and really, that's where how it all kind of started. I love how you shared that, because not a lot of people talk about that element of it. And on two different points, one is kind of doing the podcast so that you could learn. Cause I remember when I first started out, it was totally like, I want to interview who I can like pick their brain on and like yeah. learn stuff. Um, and then the part for you about being super, you know, everyone uses the word authentic, but being the real you and having like meaningful conversations and building those relationships and talking about the things that other people aren't talking about. Um, and that to me is what I love about podcasting because it's not just about tips and tricks, like it's in strategies, it's real people, real stories, real connections resonating with people. And I think that's like the real power behind it. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. Right. Like, so it's also the only long form medium that people consume anymore. Right. Yeah. So like, I love asking people the question, like, do you know what the average Facebook Facebook video view time is, and it's eight seconds, crazy. Um, which is so crazy to think about. Like, so people are like, oh yeah, I'm a live streamer. I get a thousand views. I'm like, yeah, eight seconds a clip. Like nobody's really absorbing what you're saying, right? You might yeah. have one or two people that hang around, but in podcasting, I think the statistic is at least last I checked, yeah, it was like 80% of your audience will listen to 80% or more of every single episode. Yeah. And so people are so engaged in the conversation. And so it's really neat to have great guests on. But what I say is they might find you because you have a cool guest, but they're going to stick around because you're a good host, right? Because they yeah. feel like they really build that relationship with you. So otherwise, why would they spend 30, 45 minutes, 60 yeah. minutes with you every single week, right? Um, but it's really the only medium out there that's like that. And that's one of the things that I love about it. And honestly, you can talk about anything you want. You can niche down into a niche, into a niche, into a niche. Yeah. And there's still going to be an audience for you, whether that's a hundred people or a thousand people or a million people, there's always going to be an audience for you. And you can talk about what you want to talk about. I know you have total control. It's awesome. And it, it's so much fun. Like there, yeah, you can't beat it. Um, I love that you've had that success. That is so great. And as you were saying, like videos within Facebook and how much, you know, it doesn't have necessarily a long shelf life. However, especially now at A's, it does still hold value in capturing people's attention um, and creating that high quality, you know, social media content to spin off your podcast. So, of course, you have pod brand and you obviously had success in capturing people's attention. So just want to talk to that a little bit more. And, and I know branding is like a big part of it as well. Yeah. So, I, you know, pod brand came about because I... I realized the reality of podcasting, which is 80% of shows do less than hundred downloads an episode. Mm -hmm. Right. But I also know that most people who, who start a podcast feel like they have something to say and an important message and they, and they want to make an impact in the world, whether that's helping people with their business, whether it's helping people with their podcast like you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, how do you break 
that stigma. And, and by the way, for six plus years, 80% of shows are doing less than hundred downloads. So the reality is to break through is very, very tough, yeah. but it doesn't mean that content should go, uh, you know, unused or wasted or whatever. Absolutely. And so when I looked at the idea behind pod brand, I was like, let's have people's messages and brands be heard. And so the way we do that is we make algorithm friendly uh, content for social media from their podcast itself. Because podcasting is, again, that long form medium where you can then go and pull content for days from mm -hmm. if you really, really wanted to, as long as you're having a poignant conversation and you're not babbling on like I am right now. But <laughs> the reality is like, it's the greatest opportunity to be seen. Yeah. And so I used to teach in podcasting, how to grow your audience. I used, to, I used to literally speak at events and I would say five ways to grow your podcast audience, right? And there were actionable things you could do. And it would certainly grow your audience back then, right? When there was 400,000 podcasts versus 2 million. Um, there's been such a shift in the landscape that what I talk about now is a three P's behind podcasting, which is platform building, positioning, mm -hmm. and then partnership. And those three P's not only grow your reach, your brand, but it also uh, levels up your people's perception of you. And then therefore they'll pay you more on the sponsorship side or partnership side. Um, and the, the first step in that is creating great branding on your social media across the board yeah. uh, to really highlight you, your content and what you're bringing to the table. And then you can follow through the process from there. Yeah. I love that. As soon as you said it, I'm like, <clears throat> like that's things I do and what have you. But when you like condense it into like a formula, so to speak, you're like, Oh, that all makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you really made it concise because, yeah, that's exactly it. That's perfect. Yeah. And once you and, you know, it's funny, like I, I talk about the platform, which is the branding, which is what we do with pod brand yeah. for podcasters. Uh, and we've made it as affordable as possible. The second part is is positioning, right? This the number one question I get the most whenever I'm interviewed or whatever is how do you how do you get these big names on your shows? Like, mm -hmm. how do you get all these great people on your show? Um, and it's really about. Uh, number one, you have to set yourself up the right way. You better look professional, right? Like yeah. if like, imagine if Target had terrible branding, they wouldn't still be in business, right? No. Everything's clean, concise, like everything looks good. Uh, and you know what you're getting when you walk into a store. The second piece is to to ask in the right way, right? To, to really just reach out to these individuals that you want on your show and to be able to ask in the right way. And what it does by having these big names on your show and why people are so curious is because it positions you at a higher level, right? Yep. Like I've had, I, I believe it's two or three companies now reach out to me and say, hey, we saw that you had Gabby Bernstein on your show. We'd love to sponsor you. And they gave me wow. a dollar amount with ever asking for a download number. They didn't ask me for any of that stuff, but this company wanted to position itself with organizations that can position itself. People like Gabby, yeah. right? So there's great power in having those types of conversations. Plus it's a ton of fun. Like yeah. imagine just being like, I get to sit down with people that I look up to people that I love, yeah. you know, absorbing their content and reading their books and doing all this stuff. Um, but you have to be able to ask in the right way. So that again, that's why those two steps are important, right? You have to look good because they're not going to say yes unless you're presented professionally. No. Uh, and then the second piece is you just have to ask in the right way. And I guarantee you, your, your success rate is going to go through the roof. Yeah, I agree. And we can have a whole conversation of asking the right way and the wrong way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very often, I'm sure you too, like you get asked the wrong way constantly. Like what the bacon people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go into the, the branding and the content part of it. And I love what you said about, um, you know, we have lo this long form content. L is my favorite letter for leveraging, not just Lindsay, but for leveraging that content and repurposing it to capture people's attention. Um, so what is your favorite thing to do with your podcast? 
Yeah, you know, for me, it's uh, it's two things, right? So number one, obviously finding the clips that that matter, right? What's the impactful thing that was said that's going to stand out? We keep it as short as possible. I just told you the eight second rule. Exactly. Uh, so within the eight seconds, there better be something good enough in that clip that's going to make somebody want to stick around, whether it's a yeah. powerful question, whether it's a powerful statement, something that keeps them around. But right now, I mean, obviously, look, we always play to the algorithm of social media. So mm. um, uh, Instagram doesn't show photos anymore. Sadly, like people will see it in it's your story. Crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And, and to kind of give people another perspective, like reality of what they're doing. I have 6,000 followers on, on Instagram. When I post an image, the, the average amount of people they show it to is about 120 people. So that's just terrible, right? So when I create a reel, which is the, you know, the vertical mm. setup of a video that's branded the right way that captures I mean, we're talking 14,000 views, 15,000 views. Um, and if you get super viral, I just had one on Facebook go to 6.6 million views. Wow. Um, which is crazy. That was a, it was a fluke. I wish I could reproduce that every single time, but it worked out. Yeah. Um, and I feel blessed that, that happened. But with that being said, like, I really love the short form video content that then grabs people enough to say, okay, he's he, him or her is worth a follow. Yes. Right. It's really, really hard to get somebody to stop their death scroll on social media, right? The, yeah. the next, next, double tap that one next, right? So how do you get them from doing that to then having them follow you, then click a link, then click download and do all those things, right? And so that's why we talk about platform building versus download growth numbers, because it's a lot harder to convert them. There's yeah. a longer process from, okay, the first step is engaging content. And you do that through Reels, which is now, by the way, across the board, Reels are, are hot except for LinkedIn. So Instagram, totally. Facebook, and then they call them sh YouTube Shorts. So it's yeah. the same format on YouTube as well. Um, but then, cool, if it's engaging enough, they'll stop. They might interact. And then hopefully they'll give you a follow, right? Um, and then from there, you begin to nurture that relationship on social media. Then hopefully they, they get turned into a podcast listener. Um, that's a whole different conversation, but, yeah. but, you know, from the, from what kind of content you should be creating, just understand what's, what's working and what's not right. And right now reels is working. We they could be are. having this conversation in a year and it might be something completely different, but they're real heavy on video content. That's formatted the right way. Make sure there's no blank spaces, all these things, reels, they crush every single time. Uh, so I'm going to stick with that for a while. And I imagine they'll, yep. they'll be around for a while. I'm sure. I think so too. I think, yeah, people just consume the hell out of and look at TikTok. Like it's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I haven't do you have a TikTok account? I do. I kind of forget about it a lot. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I found out that TikTok has made a deal with Google that they will now be searchable through Google. So oh, TikTok videos wow. are now going to be searchable through Google. So Jeez. it is it is unfortunately a game that we're all going to have to I play. know. I'm like, yeah. one of my clients just broke down and got an account. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, does that mean I have to as well? <laughs> the nice part is though, whatever reels you're creating right now for your yeah. for your content, it's the same as TikTok. Yeah, totally. I know. It, just, it feels so overwhelming. And of course, everyone was making all the square videos. But of course, you know, you put those in Instagram now and it's like, blah. Um, yep. yeah, it just feels like the market just changes constantly. And you got to like pivot and like relearn crap and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so it feels really kind of overwhelming now. Yeah. So let's break it down for people, because some people are like, OK, I see reels on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. But how do I make them for myself like how long should they be what should they be about like there's different so many different types right 
Yeah. So again, this is, this is forever changing too. I mean, if we had this conversation, I think like six months ago, oh, I think the longest absolutely. reel you could have was 30 seconds. So they went from 30 seconds, then to 60 seconds. And now I believe you can go 90 seconds. 90. And then on, on TikTok, it's like 180 seconds or something like they, they've gone into a little bit longer form mm -hmm. content. I like to keep my reels under 60 seconds. Me too. Um, same with our clients that we work with, just because the engagement seems to be a little bit better. They show to more people. And then beyond that, uh, people watch the whole thing. And that's really the goal, right? We want them to get to the end point. What's cool. It might have be a good question, but we want the person to have the answer, right? Because again, we're, we're going... I'm putting out this content. How do I reach as many people as possible with yeah. this content and make the impact I want to make for them to get the lesson? And so I try to keep it under 60 seconds. You know, you can play the longer game if you think it's a good enough clip uh, and go 90 seconds or even more on, on TikTok, whatever you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but I certainly say 60 seconds. I don't know the exact sizes, but it's the size of your phone, right? From a vertical yeah. standpoint. Um, now, if you ask me how to their, actually- Their template as well. Yeah. And, and if you ask me how to actually go in and edit your videos to do that, I have no idea. I've got an amazing got team, team that, does brand, that. <laughs> uh, that that does that for me and my clients. But with that being said, I mean, it's definitely possible to, if you figure it out and there's apps too, that can help you out with that. So it's always there. For sure. So um, clearly we, cause some podcasters don't even record the video end of their podcast. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I guess you could have audiogram versions or images with moving backgrounds or whatever, but people like to see faces. A hundred percent. And I'm, and I'll share this with you. So when I started the podcast, I had a YouTube channel um, and I started to put videos up and I was like, this is too time consuming. Nobody, nobody wants to watch two people sitting, sitting next to each other like this long form, having a conversation. And so my audio from my podcast would just load to YouTube, right? Uh, and my YouTube channel never got any traction. Then the pandemic hit and everybody sat around and watched two people sitting next to each other, having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I missed, I missed the boat on this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I've realized since the beginning of the pandemic specifically video podcasting has gone through the roof. Yeah. And I used to, I actually used to be the guy who goes, that's not even a podcast. That's a video. Like I yeah. used to be that person. That's funny. Um, but the reality is like you just said. People want to see faces. People want to see body language. And the funny part was about my pushback of that is I realized I don't actually listen to podcasts. I watch them. So and I. so I had this weird internal dialogue of like, well, it's not a podcast. So I didn't do it. And it was a yeah. big, big mistake on my part. And then I, I really went heavy the last number of months on YouTube. And, and so that's finally starting to grow for me. Um, but again, I, I missed the boat. So yes, I believe you should absolutely 100% record video content from your yeah. podcast, utilize it in any way you possibly can. Even if you don't want to do the long form stuff, just create it for short form. That's yeah. what people want. And the idea is, Hey, I want to grow my followers. I want to grow my business. I want to grow my podcast. Well, you better have good content on social media. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so when I'm just, I'm very like visual and um, logistical in my brain. So I just want to support those listeners that are kind of new in their podcasting and what have you. Um, so what, cause some people just need to have a picture painted. So what parts of the podcast would you actually take? Like just to kind of give them some ideas of the approach to take, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's not necessarily like a specific part of mm -hmm. the podcast. Um, for me, it's like, 
where was where was the big swing and the home run hit right like what was the good content that was taken out of the episode itself yeah. but also in context the entire conversation so like if i have a conversation with somebody and we talk about nutrition i don't want to pull a clip where she happens or she or he happens to be talking about a relationship they had yeah right so you want to take the best of the best it's the highlight reels right like i was like it's like the top yeah. 10 on, on the week on sports center, right? Like that's the greatest clips to watch. Why? Cause it's the best. So you take the greatest clip in context to the overall subject of the episode. Uh, mm -hmm. and that's what you want to use. Uh, I'm, I'm not big on using more than two clips from every single episode. I think it's, it's overkill after that. If you don't, if you don't catch them in the first two, they're just not the right person to listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, so don't over like, I mean, I know some people are like, I want 15 clips from every episode. Yeah. yeah. Like just, just might as well timestamp it out and cut it up. I am so, um, so glad I always you say that. the best, the best content that speaks to the overall arching subject of what you're talking about on the episode. That's really what you want to look for. Mm. Um, or, or something funny. Um, and I know this doesn't always work for everybody. Yeah. But funny stuff really, really works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I haven't done it for myself personally, because my, my subjects on my show tend to be Same. a little serious. Um, but I have seen some clips like one was like they it was a podcast and they were like, you know, what's an animal that a human could take a hundred of them? Like it was one versus a hundred of this animal. What what animal do you think we could take? <laughs> and uh, and it was however the person answered yeah, was yeah. hilarious. And it, it the video went viral because wow. of how funny and engaging it was. Now, that person probably didn't turn. I, I didn't turn into a podcast subscriber to them, but I certainly but liked it captured that your content. attention. Right. And so if you can go funny, if that's your personality, go there as well. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and same with like, for me, it's like uh, trying to pull something out that invokes curiosity, like, especially too, if it's like step one of a three-part process, here's the one. And then obviously in the comment, it's like, Hey, there's two more. You can go to the podcast to check it out. Kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm really big on the copy being the hook. So what are you writing with that video clip? Um, yeah. because number one, you do have to still stop them in order to watch the whole video. So I'm Correct. really big on the hook being within the written copy of, of the social media post. So say you're talking about divorce, you type, you, you, you know, the first line should be something along, on the, along the lines of trying to avoid divorce. Yeah. Right. Because that clip isn't going to save their marriage. So at the very, very end, you're going to go, you'll want to listen to the episode for more tips and tricks that you can take into your, into your relationship to save it or whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm really, really big on the copy itself being a hook. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause some people may not even know that there's copy that goes with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I so always read the copy too, which is funny. Yeah. I don't know if everybody's like that, but I always do. I do. I always hit the little elliptical so I could read the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. And I then know. I go, wait, how do I shrink this back down after I read it? I'm like, now I want to see the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. That's so funny. Um, and of course there's hashtags in there and emojis and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so are stories, do you find still being active or are people just beelining to the reels and Instagram? Um, so what I know about social media is the story is not going to grow your following. The stories are there to engage the people that are already following you. And so yeah. when we think about that, we create still images for the stories. Um, obviously you want to share the, the reel as well. It helps with your views and reach and stuff like that. But 
still still images along with clickable links in your story seems mm-hmm. to be the go-to because um, now everybody can put that clickable link. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll create a, we'll create still images for clients. We'll put it in their Instagram story. They will then, you know, put up the link of like, and you type, listen on Spotify or listen yeah. on iTunes. And so it's, it's a nice play to kind of utilize kind of more in-depth touch to the people that are following you. Um, I, I const- very rarely do I not have something in my story. Um, I'm not an overuser of stories, but like yeah. if you went to my Instagram profile now, there's a couple things on there right now. So there's always something there. Uh, and that's just to engage, make people laugh, um, interact, and then, yeah. you know, obviously get them to click and click over to the podcast. For sure. Admittedly, I'm not fantastic on Instagram. I just, I'm all about LinkedIn and I'm in there and I love it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to give attention to my little eye baby over there. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny. I'm the I'm the opposite. I I just I enjoy Instagram yeah. as a platform. Uh, but LinkedIn, specific. I mean, if you are a are like for you like a podcast uh, podcast about podcasts or like a business podcast, if you're not playing heavy on LinkedIn, you're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Like those people want content that specifically teaches them, you know, what to listen to. And they are very active in the podcast listener space. I just always forget about LinkedIn. Like I very rarely am on there. I reach out to some people that seem to like be, I think that's how we connected, right? Like I reach out to people that are in my space and say, Hey, like I I wouldn't want to hear more about what you're doing, but I always forget to post. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible. I know it's yeah. And some people are still heavy into Facebook and that's their jam where I'm kind of like, I'm half in there. <laughs> like yeah. I just, yeah, I'm, I have my LinkedIn on all the time, DMing people all the time, great conversations and every business and every person is so different. So it's like, it's not like, oh, you've got to bail on this and hop on this train. It's whatever makes sense for you. Yeah. You know, and when you look, it's, it's like anything else, the same as podcasts as well. When we talk about growing a show, like you have to do the work. Like if you work it the right way, it'll work for you. Yeah. Um, I think LinkedIn years ago kind of gave me a bad taste because everybody reaching out was just immediately trying to sell me something. Um, And like, I don't, by the way, I I understand that that's how business works. Like you have to try and sell something, but Mm -hmm. it's the, the way they go about it. Right. Like I'm all about paying for something if we can build a relationship and do all these things. Um, But I, it just got, I just, gave me a bad taste. And I think that's kind of still in the back of my head, Mm -hmm. but because of this conversation, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go double down on LinkedIn um, and see what, see what comes of it. And I'll, and we'll, we'll report back in six months and we can talk a little bit more about podcasting on LinkedIn. And I'll, I'll try to do better with Instagram and (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Do more of those darn stories. (laughs) Um, But I just want to quickly touch upon the point that you said, because I just want to make sure that people heard it is that stories are like staying top of mind for those that are following you already but reels are going out to people that aren't following you. So you're able to tap into a newer audience. Yeah. Which 100%. Is amazing. Yeah. And, and I, you know, when we talk about, you know, driving traffic to the podcast, your story is still the best play. You can't put a clickable link in the description on Instagram. Yeah. So therefore they have to go from your post to your profile, click the link that's in the bio. And then I am like every, like most people, they have a link tree, right? So you click it and there's all these other links they yes. gotta go find and click again. It just doesn't work. But if really they're already following you, right. If they're already following you and it's a, a simple click right to Apple oh, yeah. podcast, right in your story, done. It, a lot more people are going to click on that than do all those steps. I know. Make it easy. So what would you say are some mistakes that people uh, do with reels? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, not formatting them the right way. Uh, that's a really big one. Like people leave, like 
they're like, well, I, I made it into a reel, right? But if your video is like this and the rest is blackout space, it doesn't play to the algorithm of iTunes. They're not going to show it to a lot of people. So you want to make sure it fits in properly. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Number two, people who fall, people who make the mistake that they think that if it looks a certain way, it's all, all of a sudden going to get a ton of views. Your content actually has to be good, right? Yeah. So what you see now of like with, with the, and we do this for clients. So the, the words popping up with images, right? As the images pop up when they're talking, um, that was a, that was used by, I forget his name, some Rob, some guy named Robert something with a huge following and it blew up for him. And so everybody started to do that. Mm. Well, if your content's not good, nobody's going to care. So you want to make sure that your reels are your best content. People try so hard to be like, oh no, for the best content, go to the podcast. No, no, no. Show them up front, show them yeah. your hand, show them all the good stuff because that's what's bringing them in. And so the content has to be good. That's probably, that's probably the biggest mistake. Like you can have all the fancy words pop up and the different colors and images and funny things, but nobody's going to care if the content's terrible. So make sure you're grabbing the best content possible. Agreed. And I won't say who, but I've seen um, one of the high end uh, entrepreneurs out there and a lot of his reels are honestly just like waves behind it. And then one of his recycled like quotes or posts. And to me, I'm like, those are cool. And they're like a quick win to like quickly grab someone's attention. But to me, I'm like, you also have to mix it with like people talking. So they see your personality and like, get like a full like nugget of information and just kind of like not just to do one thing and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is that first P of platform building. You're not going to build a platform unless people see who you are. Yeah. You're not going to build a platform off of quote cards and, you know, the images of your guests or whatever you decide to throw up there. And I've done that too, by the way, I've done the oh, tweet yeah. thing, make it into a square and put the, put a video behind it. Uh, and honestly, that's out of, a, I need to do a post and I feel lazy right now. Um, <laughs> so the, the platform building side of it is they want to see yeah. your face. People want to see you be engaged, do all those things. Um, so get over yourself, get on camera uh, and create the content because a lot of it, honestly, like, and this is a whole self-development conversation, but it's that self-doubt and that's limiting beliefs that's creeping in if people aren't putting themselves yeah. on camera and then putting it out there. Um, so you have to do the work in order to get over that. And because if you really do want to build a platform, if you really do want to make the impact you're trying to make in the world, you have to show up. People need to see your face. That's what builds trust. Um, and, and that'll help you in the long run for sure. So true. And I am sadly a little guilty of that. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we all are right. Like if I'm, if I'm a little puffy, I'm like, I don't want to record a video. I know my hair's like, not that's done just right the today. reality. Yeah. Um, but I, I always go back to the idea that like, I have a, a mission to help inspire and change the world in a way. And so yeah. how selfish of me not to show up just because I feel like I'm a little mm. fat that day. True. True. You know? So true. And it's like, I connect with people that are like, I see their face and I can read like see into their eyes or like you just get a feel for people. Right. And mm -hmm. I know people work with me once I connect them and I'm on zoom and I talk to them and strategize or whatever. I, it's just so much better to build that relationship and trust right off the bat. And so it, it, it's what works honestly for converting and building those relationships. A hundred percent. And look, podcasting is the greatest networking tool of all time. Yeah. And as a podcaster, if you're not utilizing it in that way, you're missing a huge, mm -hmm. powerful point of podcasting, 
uh, is really the networking, right? I've gotten clients out of my podcast by chance. I don't ever try and sell them anything. It just yeah. happened. Um, you know, and some of my best friends I met through my podcast and they've gone on to, you know, I've, some of them have become business partners. Some yeah. of them have spoken at my events and it's all because I sat down and I, and especially early on, a lot of the guests would be like, we're not doing video, are we? And I was like, no, 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 I have to see your face or it's going to be the worst conversation you've ever had. Yeah. Um, and so that gets them on. It helps them open up, be more vulnerable. And then you can build that friendship or whatever relationship you're trying to build with them through that conversation. Because look, if I, if I were, and let's, let's talk straight business, right? If you're looking for clients, the greatest way to do it is to interview your perfect client, right? So if I reached out to a CEO, CEO of an organization and I was like, hey, I want to tell you about this pr great product I have can we chat? You're going to be ghosted, right? Or you're just going to straight up say no. Uh, but if you reach out and go, hey, I love what you're doing within your organization. I'd love to have you on my podcast and talk more about it. And then for 45 minutes, you yeah. talk to them, you learn their story, you build rapport, you do all these things. Like if you can't close them after that as a client, you're in the wrong business. Agreed. And so it is the greatest tool, even as a lead gen tool, if you want yeah. to use it for that. But on the flip side, make sure you're always serving your audience. Don't just use it completely as a lead gen Make sure it's yeah. a, make sure it's a conversation that serves your audience. Absolutely. And yeah, you it it, it is a good sales tool, but don't use it as a sale. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it should be organic, right? Like yeah. you, it, is, it is to build a relationship and the sale happens because of it. Great. I know. And to me, I'm like, just be a normal human being, man. <laughs> like, I'd rather chat with someone that I know I could have a beer with like later and curse over something than like. <laughs> Be some like starchy little corporate meeting. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, I know obviously you create this content uh, for your clients. So just so people kind of understand from a, a framing point of view, you know, what do you do, Justin? And where can they find you? Yeah. So, I mean, I, obviously I do a bunch of things, but in, in yeah. the podcast space, uh, I do own a company called Pod Brand, where we help podcasters affordably create content in order to make a larger impact in the world. Uh, and they can check that out at podbrand.io is the website. Yeah. Um, so they can go there, check it out. We've made it as affordable as possible. I it promise you is. that I, I don't make a ton off of it. It's really about impact driven business. Yeah. Um, and and that's really what we, we wanted to create for people because we understand that the content creation game can be a struggle. Uh, so there's that. And uh, if they're an entrepreneur and they're looking to grow their business, obviously growth now movement's all about that. And mm -hmm. so I do, I do do live events, um, whether it be smaller retreats or immersions or bigger events for entrepreneurs and they can get information at growthnowevents.com. They can check that out. Um, and that's where we can do deep dives, help them grow their business, help them grow their reach, yeah. their impact and their income. I love it. I love what you're doing in the space and you're such a genuine person and you're so giving and I'm so happy to know you. Yeah. Same for you. Thank you so much for having me on. This conversation was great. I think we talked longer than you expected, but that's, a that's good thing, okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I don't have hard stops. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so awesome. much. This was great. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. See you later. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.